Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. Sam is a certified psychic medium, wellness coach, and is the executive director of Grounded Roots Wellness Incorporated and is your answer to finding wellness in every area of life. Good morning again. This is Sam Black and welcome to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. I'm here live from Niagara Falls, Ontario, and this is our second show today because those of you who have been following know that we have kick-started our Women in Business series for the next two weeks, and it started this morning with Sarah Spencer. And so the purpose of this is really just to empower women and to show you how you can turn your passions into income-generating money. And as we know, money helps bring opportunity to the world. And there's been so much about women happening in the media over the last couple of weeks of the election and whatnot. And so I really wanted to get this series started really just to take back some of that power. So um, we've got some fantastic guests all lined up for the next two weeks. And I'm just so excited to share them with you. And this morning, we are going to be chatting with Shannon Brunning. She is a chartered accountant, and she's got a lot of really great financial suggestions for women in business, and also just she's an inspiration, you know, doing her thing, and um, she's a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to bringing her on in a minute. So for those of you, if you have money questions about women and small business or anything like that that you'd like to ask Shannon, please feel free to call in. So you can call in at 516-531-9240. So that number again is 516-531-9240. And Shannon and I may have time for some callers later on in the show. I'll keep an eye on. If I'm seeing a lot of you popping on, then I'll make time for you. Um, and definitely these questions can't be too in-depth because it is just a shorter show today so that we can have more guests and get lots more content out for you. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Shannon Brunning. She owns Wireless Accountant. Shannon, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on, Sam. Oh, not a problem. You know, money is one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs need to know more about, myself included. You know, um, it often is the thing left to last and gets behind, and there's a lot of things that people don't understand about their finances and about financial planning when running a business. And also, it's really important to learn a lot of the tools you need so that you can actually earn money off that financial planning. So um, what exactly does a wireless accountant do, Shannon? 
So a wireless accountant basically is an accountant that doesn't have a physical office. It's not your traditional brick and mortar accountant. Um, I am able to have clients all across Canada because I use all the great technology and software that's available to us. There's been a really big push lately in the accounting world to use programs like QuickBooks Online or Zero Accounting. And what these are are bookkeeping softwares that are just online. You don't have to have them on your desktop. And it allows us to uh, access it from anywhere we want to be. So I can work at home or I can work in an office or take it to even to a client if I wanted to. Um, but it just gives us a lot more flexibility when it comes to um, how we operate our firms. And I imagine for entrepreneurs, that's a huge advantage. First of all, it gives us more choice as to who we want to work with. We don't have to yes. choose just the local guy. The other thing is, you know, in being a new business owner, you know, our brick and mortar is new. We've been working from home for a little while, but having the brick and mortar, it's hard to run out to appointments now. Um, I know it won't be that way forever, but for right now, it's a little difficult to get out and go. So I know it's a great advantage having you, Shannon, to, we can just call you and get it done quickly over the phone or something. So I imagine for entrepreneurs across Canada, having you is such a huge advantage for them. Yeah, it's definitely makes life a little bit easier for the client, that's for sure. You don't have to book a time to have someone cover your store or anything like that. You can just hop on the call with me and get things done quickly. And I imagine it's a lot of really great time freedom for you as an entrepreneur as well. Yeah, it is, definitely. It saves a lot of travel time and stuff like that. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So how exactly did you get started? Well, um, a couple of years ago, I knew that I wanted to start my own firm. Um, I wanted to be my own boss, um, but something didn't feel right about the traditional firm. Um, I wasn't liking how... Uh, it felt when I was working at a firm. Uh, we would see clients once a year to do their taxes, and we would always be getting them caught up. They had no idea what was going on, and I was thinking, there's got to be a better way to do this so that business owners are up to date. They know exactly what's going on in their business on a monthly basis. And I just I couldn't put my finger on it how the heck I was going to do this. And then one day I was listening to a podcast or something and there was a commercial about a virtual law firm. And I was like, that's it. I need to go virtual with my accounting firm. And to be honest, at the job that I was working at, a large majority of our clients were younger and they didn't want to come in and see their accountant. They would email us everything and we had started using some of the online products like QBO and stuff. And I was hardly ever seeing clients. Everything was slowly becoming virtual. So I knew it was possible. I just wanted to get that push to do it totally online. And that's kind of how Wireless Chartered Accountant got started. That's awesome. And one thing that I really love about you in particular, Shannon, is even though you're not physically seeing all your clients, you do a really great job at relationship building right from the get-go. And one thing I know about money is people want to trust 
the person who's dealing with their finances. And you understand that because right away you get in there, you build that relationship, and that's so important for having a virtual firm. Do you find that more so virtual than you did um, when you were at the other accounting firm? Um, I think so, yeah. People, like, your money is one of the biggest things that people worry about, and you don't want to just pass off all those decisions and um, all the things to get handled with your bookkeeping and your taxes to somebody you've never actually met. So some people are leery about that, and that's why not everyone, obviously, is my target audience. But with the younger generation and our generation, we're used to dealing with lots of stuff online. So people are actually, um, it's kind of surprising how open people are to use an online accountant. Um, so that ha actually hasn't been a big of a challenge as I would thought at the beginning it would be. That's fantastic. And, you know, we have um, our call leader today is with Dana Nicholson, and she is one of the leaders at the top of Epicure Selections, which is a very large direct sales company in Canada. And I can remember years ago when I was a leader with that company, and even before with other direct sales companies, people don't realize what a huge advantage it would be to have an online accountant for people with a direct sales company. So for those of you listening who fall under that bracket, make sure you listen to Shannon and connect with her later because I'm sure that she can help you get everything organized because some people don't actually realize that they need to claim what they're making, but that there's a lot of write-offs that go along with it. So we will have more about that later in the show. So Shannon, what would you say you love about working for yourself rather than the firm? So this is just all about you. What's the biggest thing you love about it? Um, I love that I have the power to make all the decisions. It's not about having, like a lot of people who work for themselves, I find tend to say they have the freedom, but I don't find I have much freedom right now. Like I'm busy working on my clients and hustling in my business because I love it. Um, so it, it's a lot of hard work, but it's hard work that I really enjoy doing. And just to be able to have um, the ability to, make the decisions on where I want my business to grow, um, how much money I want to earn. That's all in my power. I don't have to rely on somebody else to make the decisions about my life. And that it's really empowering to be able to be in that situation. That's huge. It's huge. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. you know, you are really busy, um, but it does offer that little bit of time freedom that if, you know, you have a massage appointment, for example, um, you can kind of make your own schedule. And yes. the friends that I've had that have done tax prep, um, they don't feel so empowered. <laughs> I know I have a few of them. <laughs> and, and they'll say, you know, between January and May, don't even call me. Like, <laughs> I'm not available to anyone. Um, so good for you, Shannon, for taking it on your own, because I'm sure you at least get that little bit of time freedom that if you wanted to schedule something and you're able to do that. And one other thing that I really, really find, especially with my clients, is there's a lot of limiting beliefs around money. Yeah. And so one of the things is, you know, there's never enough. 
a huge second chakra issue. You know, there'll never be enough money. And it creates a lot of stress for people. The other thing is just that whole, you know, um, women don't deal with money. That's a limiting belief that pops up a lot for my clients. Um, I'm not worthy of a good income or I'm a bad person if I make a lot of money. So are you finding that you're running into some of these limiting beliefs with your clients and then you're able to really empower them and turn that around? Not so much. I'm finding with my clients that they're strong business owners that really just get so busy in their business that they don't have time to take a breath, let alone um, do their bookkeeping. And their bookkeeping and their accounting isn't something that's going to make them money and fulfill orders for those clients. So they push it aside. And it's not so much, I don't, like, I, I do think that a lot of people, the one that belief that I hear the most is, I have no idea what I'm doing. I can't do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, that might be true that accounting isn't your strong suit or that's not what you're used to, but um, it's still important as a business owner to know the basics of your accounting and where that money's going and how you're earning that money and just to be on top, especially for cash flow. So even if um, I do hear that, that that a lot, I just simply can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. It's still important to know, um, I find. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't think they're alone because I, I do hear that a lot. I've, I've said that myself at times, like this is just, too much I don't even understand it Mm -hmm. you know um so definitely that's a huge thing with business and especially as people are getting started you really get busy in the day-to-day operations and establishing your routines and things like that and often we put off the things that are most uncomfortable for us and unfortunately money is something that's uncomfortable for some people yep yeah so getting started often the most difficult step. So what would you say, Shannon, is the best way that people can get organizing their business finances? I would say put everything together in one spot. Like find all those receipts that you've got shoved in your minivan and um, hiding in your email. Um, You have to get it all together in one spot and start organizing it. And the best way to organize your business uh, finances and all the bookkeeping is in a system that makes sense to you, whether it's alphabetical, you do it by month, or you organize by category. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what system you use as long as it makes sense to you, because you're not going to ever touch it if it doesn't make any sense, right? So you just, you got to find a system that makes sense and um, try and really hard to do it on a regular basis, whether it's monthly or quarterly, because if it's just pushed aside for the entire year, you're just building up that stress of, oh, I know I have to do that, but I can't do it right now. And the more you push that aside, the bigger that stress feels and the less likely that you're going to even touch it. So you're going to hit tax time 
and have that huge rush to get it done and you're going to have that stress. So the best thing is to just start organizing it on a regular basis. And then once you have everything kind of organized and ready to go, you need to get a bookkeeping program, a proper one. Don't use Excel. I, so many people start using Excel because they think it's going to be easy and they know how to use it. But okay. I, I honestly have clients that will come in with an Excel spreadsheet and I will spend an entire day or two fixing it. And it's probably I spend more time fixing it than they spent doing it. And it's really frustrating because I know that they've put a lot of time in it and try to do it themselves, but they're paying me to do it anyways, because it's just wrong. Excel um, is just one of those things that it's easy to have a lot of mistakes in it, unfortunately. And nowadays, yeah, nowadays, there are so many programs available to you that you can use that are designed to be used by the business owner. So it's relatively straightforward to get and easy to learn. Um, Every new program obviously is a learning curve, but there's even ones that are free to use if you're on a limited budget. Like for example, if you're a service-based business, uh, there's one called Wave Accounting and it's free. Um, So it's going to do your, help you do your books properly. Um, So there's really no need to be using Excel anymore. Um, I don't want to bash Excel because obviously it's awesome for budgeting and things like that. But when it comes down to the bookkeeping of the business, you got to use a proper program. Um, And just a couple of examples of some really great ones. Obviously, QuickBooks is a very popular one. And you can have the online one, which is the one that I use every day. Or there's the desktop version if you prefer that. Another great online one is called Xero. Um, that one's really good program. And like I mentioned before, there's Wave or FreshBooks. So there's lots out there that you can choose from. And they're all relatively inexpensive. Um, you can have a monthly fee for starting from $10 a month if you want or even free. Um, so that's kind of the basics of getting started uh, with your bookkeeping. That's great. And, you know, I love that people have so many options. It's not like you're saying, okay, this is the only thing that you can use. You've provided so many different options for different budgets for people, and I really love that. I kind of had a little chuckle because I felt like you were, you know, watching me when you're like, you know, take the receipts out of your van, out of your minivan and, you know, out of the computer and whatever, because as I'm getting all of my receipts collected for you, that's exactly where I've been going to get them. (laughs) So I had a really good little laugh about that, but I I really don't believe I'm the only one, you know, I believe there's others out there. So hopefully Shannon is helping you get more organized because it's very empowering, like to go through your finances and see different investments that you have made, because if you've purchased things for your business, that's an investment, um, different expenses, and you can kind of have some fun with that and see, okay, so is that something that we needed or was that something that maybe we could have done without? It's very empowering to be able to go through those numbers, see how you're doing, and even if you haven't been doing so well in that area, being able to go through and say, okay, so how can we make it even better? 
And I love that Shannon's on the show today because she's giving us lots of time to get everything organized from 2016 so we can start 2017 on the right foot. So I really love that too, Shannon. Thanks. All right. So one of the biggest advantages to owning your own business, there's so many, but one of the biggest is having the tax write-offs to go with it. So some people, especially if it's just a little sideline, these are the businesses you do because you love them. I'm hoping you're all doing something that you love. But it's kind of fun sometimes to be able to write off a portion of things that you would have loved to do anyhow. So Shannon, can you help set some parameters or some guidelines around what people should know about what they can and cannot write off for their taxes in Canada? Yes. Um, So basically, the Canada Revenue Agency says that if you incur a cost that's reasonable and you incurred it in order to earn income, then it can be deducted as an expense. So that leaves it wide open, basically. Um, But basically, at the end of the day, if you purchase something in your business that you can justify to CRA, that you had to incur that in order to somehow um, earn income, whether it's taking a potential client out for dinner, that's a deduction, or driving those kilometers that you drive in order to meet clients, those are deductions. Those are things that you're doing, um, costs that you're incurring in order to make that money. Now, um, there are some limitations on that. Um, because people like to push the limit a little bit and try and get some of those personal expenses um, as business ones. Um, I'll give you a couple examples. So if you were to hire a business coach for your business, they're obviously hopefully going to teach you how to be a better business person, maybe how to do sales. That is definitely an expense that you're incurring to earn income at some point. But if you hired a life coach um, to make your life better, even though it might have a positive effect on your business, you would have a hard time justifying, I would say, to CRA that a life coach, um, it, that it's a business expense. It would be considered more personal. Um, another thing that people like to kind of go a little bit too far on are meals and entertainment. Now, in Canada, you can deduct meals and entertainment because obviously lots of people need to entertain clients and in order to have business, um, but they only give you a 50% deduction. So say you had $100 in meals, you can only claim $50 on your tax return. Um, but what people get confused on is if they're at work and they run to Subway and grab lunch that's not considered a meals and entertainment. Even though you're at work, um, everybody has to eat, right? So they can't give everybody a deduction for their lunch at Subway. So even though you have a business, that does not mean that you can write off personal meals while you're at work. They have to be for the means of um, earning income in that business. So taking out clients or having a staff party or things like that. Okay, great. And so what about for meals and entertainment, 
I've been asked before, and of course I'm not an accountant, so I never answer this, but I've been asked by um, some of my clients that I do co- business coaching with, can they claim alcohol at those business and entertainment events? Yes. Like okay. if you go out for a, a meal with a client and have a glass of wine, the exactly. entire bill would be, yeah, deducted okay, on your perfect. return. Perfect. So that's one thing that does come up, you know, um, when people are talking about their business and travel, either for training or for conferences or whatever. And I've yep. always said, I'm not really sure the answer of that. So I figured I should ask. Yeah. But, you know, if you are really sorry. If you're traveling, if you're at a conference and you have to travel, all that travel is deductible. You obviously have to purchase meals for yourself when you're traveling because you're not at home um, making your own meal. Those types of meals and entertainment are also deductible when you're out at a convention or traveling for business. Those work-related um, meals that you normally wouldn't incur, they, those are deductible. Awesome. Okay, and here's the other spin with that. What about those people who take their spouse and or children with them Would they claim the family expense or would they claim just for themselves? You claim just yourself. Unless your spouse spouse is a part of the business and they're um, also attending the conference, you can't claim their travel costs in the business. There you have it, Canada. I do get asked that one. One of my colleagues was heading to Florida, I think to Disney World, for um, an international event and was like, I'm just going to take my whole family and write off my vacation. And I remember thinking, if that's true, that's really cool. But something <laughs> doesn't add up there. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so it's a lot of fun. But, you know, you could write off, you know, if you have three children and your spouse going with you, you could probably write off one fifth of that. Um, but there you go. We can't cover our spouse and children when we go on our business um business trips people exactly yeah (laughs) but one thing that I really loved about this so I'll share a story as some of you know I run scrapbooking retreats I run other retreats too but um, I love scrapbooking and I run a scrapbooking retreat so the first two years that I ran that I ran that just because I loved doing it Um, then we started really growing and so now it's part of our business you know, and I incorporate some other wellness things in the retreat so that it does encompass our message and stuff like that. So one really cool thing is that in the past, it was just something fun I did and I saved up for it so that I could attend and go. But now because it is part of my business and I've helped change my passion into income generating event, although that one, to be honest, is not a hugely income generating so I like to keep the price low for everybody but I now can write off my portion so my gas to get to Muskoka you know my meals um, my accommodations um, the room that we have to rent for everybody to scrapbook in all weekend the prizes that I give all of those things now I get a little bit of the money back rather than it just being money out of my pocket So that's a huge advantage. So an an example of how you can turn your passion into something that's income generating, but also something that would be tax deductible. Right, Shannon? Yes, exactly. Perfect. So 
what are some of the habits? Because we've talked a lot about now, you know, the tax breaks. We've talked about getting organized. So what are some of the habits that you keep as a businesswoman to stay on task while working from home? Um, When I'm working from home, I basically have to kind of shut myself away a little bit in order to really get some stuff done. Um, When I'm working on accounting, things just kind of flow and I can do it from anywhere in the house, which is really nice. But um, actually, for example, last night, um, I got a last last minute I was asked to write a little article to go in a magazine and it's due today. So there was a bit of a rush on it. And when I'm at home, um, it just, it wasn't in flow because it's not something that I normally do. If it's accounting, yeah, that's great. But writing an article is out of my comfort zone. So I just sat at my computer, nothing was coming out. So it's learning to take a break when you need a break and not forcing it. So I stepped away from my computer, um, had a shower and grabbed a glass of wine, cleared my head. And then I was, when I came back, I was able to really get um, the job done and it just flowed out of me. So it's not, it's knowing what your limits are and not just pushing and pushing and pushing until it gets done. Um, Because I find that makes the work take even longer. So it's best to take breaks when you need them and come back fresh and get the work done faster and more efficient. I love that. And you make it sound very manageable because I I know um, in working with people who are doing a lot of writing and I do writing myself, when you get that time crunch, um, you know, the article, we really need it for 11 tomorrow. Could you write this? Um, Sometimes people are just like, okay, that pressure just shut my creativity totally off. So I love that you just were able to just say, no, you know what? Okay, let's, let's reignite. I'm going to go shower. I'm going to have my wine. I'm going to relax. Now let's let it flow. Mm -hmm. And that's really the best way to do it. You know, take the time you need, have a sense of humor about things (laughs) and try to reduce the pressure as much as you can. And for those of us who are entrepreneurs, often we expect a lot more out of ourselves than we do of other people. So we actually have more pressure to succeed or to reach a certain level than we would even if we were in the workplace. Um, So it's really important to be able to take that break when you need it. And I love that you shared that strategy because it's so important for people to understand. Yes, exactly. I find that sometimes um, when I was working in the office that, I just sit down at my desk and work, 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 work. And honestly, some days I would forget to go home. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, I'd get just get so in flow with my accounting and just um, be like, oh, I should have gone home 20 minutes ago. Um, but I was exhausted. And it's mm-hmm. important to take time and take those breaks. And, yeah, they're really important. And at home, it, it's just as important. Absolutely. You know, I can totally relate. Um, In my previous career, I was a child protection worker. And it's the type of job that work will never be done. It doesn't matter how much effort or time you put into it, there will always be more work. Um, Mm -hmm. But I can remember so many times working through lunch, or I would purposely plan a home visit for one o'clock, knowing that I could eat on the way there to maximize Mm -hmm. my time. Um, And now with my own business, 
definitely one commitment that I made when we were creating this was, you know, everything needs to be in the best interest of my family. And so for it to be in the best interest of my family, I need to be my best, which means taking those breaks, eating my lunch every day, you know, um, taking a float when I want to float. (laughs) And it's so important that we honor our self-care because in our own business, you know, it's up to us to get the job done. So if we don't take care of ourselves and you get sick or you get run down or you get uninspired, your business will have a direct impact from that. So it's so important to take the time and reward yourself for all the great things that you're doing for the world. Yes, exactly. I agree. So a little bit more about accounting. What would you say are the top three pain points for business entrepreneurs around their finances? So I, it kind of depends on where you're at in your journey. Um, for those who are just starting out, I find that the biggest pain point is knowing how to organize everything um, because lots of times they don't know what's deductible. They don't know what receipts they should be keeping or how to organize it or they're, they're just, they're new to the game. So they're just are a little bit confused in that. So that's one of the biggest pain points. It's just the organization of everything. Um, and also they have limited funds when it comes to maybe hiring somebody to do their bookkeeping for them um, because they're using those funds to get that business up and running. So they try and do it themselves, but they're, um, they just don't know where to start. Um, for those women that have been in it for a little bit and they got their businesses up and running, they're really busy, but they're too busy to do their bookkeeping. They're making money, um, but they're, they end up months behind because they're too busy filling client orders, creating new products, or even just raising their families when they have time. Um, and it's just their bookkeeping builds up and builds up and they just start to feel overwhelmed and they have no idea where to start now. And those are actually the conversations that I love having uh, with new potential clients, Um, them telling me their story about how busy they are, how successful they've become, basically, that their business is finally up and running. Um, I can hear the struggle, though, and the frustration they have in their voice um, when it comes to their bookkeeping, because they have no idea what to do. But I just sit and listen, knowing like, oh, yes, I can help them. I can take this pain and struggle away and just give them the freedom to focus on their business, to focus on filling those client orders and having time for their family. Um, They just need to take a minute to breathe and realize that they need to pass that off to somebody else, I find. Um, They just don't have the time anymore to do it. Um, And yeah, those are that's what I, um, my favorite conversations with clients is um, knowing that I can take that struggle away from them. Um, another big pain point with them is just, I would say, knowing what to deduct for taxes and just kind of um, not being afraid of taxes. Um, lots of people are, they avoid it and because like it's a, it's a big issue for some people. And um, my suggestion is when it comes to the taxes, talk to a professional. 
don't um, don't put it aside. Don't try and do it yourself if you're scared. <laughs> um, taxes, um, they're not as scary as you may think, but that hey, that's coming from an accountant, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's talk to a professional and realize that um, when you're struggling with somebody, uh, or pardon me, when you're struggling with something. In, um, so yeah, seek out professional help. Awesome. And you know, the one really big thing too is seek out somebody who you feels the right fit for you. A lot of people, when they think of taxes, again, like Shannon said, it's, it's scary. It's, you know, um, it's not nearly as sexy as the rest of part of business, but if you have the right person, you can look at it as something you look forward to, you know, um, Often, you know, accountants, there's stereotypes there about what they look like and their demeanor. And certainly if you go into one of those big um, income tax firms, many of the employees aren't looking all that happy. Remember I talked earlier about those people who are doing the tax prep and they're, they're off limits to their family and friends from January to May. You know, it's okay to shop around in August or September or even October to find that right fit of who you want to build a relationship with for your tax business over the next coming years. And one thing I find with business owners, a lot of us really love carrot dangling. And if you look at your taxes as something like, you know, a carrot, go in there and see what you can get out of it, whether that be you know, um, great information about how your business is doing and if you're meeting the marks you had set for yourself. It might be getting excited over some tax breaks you didn't know you were going to get. Who knows what it is, but try to shift your perception around it so that it's not quite so scary because the reality is we fear things we don't understand. But with people like Shannon and wireless accountants, we can learn a lot more about it, and that really can eliminate that need for fear around our mind, our money and our finances. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. So, Shannon, before we finish off, do you have any last words um, of inspiration for people when they're dealing with finances in their business or what they can look forward to for 2017, anything like that? Um. When it comes to the finances of your business, don't ignore them. Um, knowledge is power when it comes to your finances. If you're up to date on your books and you know how you're performing in your business, you're going to be able to plan for taxes. You're going to be able to uh, budget for the next year and be able to cut down on costs and just know be more informed with your business. Um, people who are up to date with their numbers and know what's going on really feel, have a sense of pride in their business. And um, it gives them that a little bit of power knowing exactly what's going on because it takes away that stress of the unknown. Um, so my advice is to just kind of, Stay as up-to-date as possible, and if you can't do it, hire someone who can for you. And now is the perfect time to get all those uh, finances in order because we're coming up to the end of the year. And for those of you who are sole proprietors, 
you're going to have to get it done anyways because your taxes are due in the spring and you want to start the year fresh and be able to get those taxes done as soon as you can so you can move on with 2017. And if you ha have all of your books up to date now, you can see how you performed this year. You can know exactly how you're operating so that you can make a detailed plan for 2017. It's tough to plan for something if you have no idea how you did or how you're doing right now. So that's why I always say when it comes to your finances, knowledge is power for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one key thing too, you know, you mentioned taxes are due come spring. What about people with HST? Like some people don't know what the rules are around collecting it or if they need to, do they have to file? What's the HST all about? <laughs> HST. Okay. So there's lots of different um, filing deadlines for HST. It just kind of depends on your individual business. Lots of people have it annually that, um, so maybe it, you have a December 31st year end. Um, but Basically, how the HST GST works is if you hit the threshold in sales of 30000 it within one year or four consecutive quarters, you're going to have to start charging that GST HST. So that means putting that on every invoice that you send out um, and collecting that money. Now, you are collecting that money on behalf of of the government. It's not your money. So you're just kind of the middleman basically for that. So if you spend all that money, then you're going to get in hot water with CRA when it comes time to file that return. So you file your return um, when it's due, and that's obviously depends on each individual business. But um, how that is determined is you take all the GST HST that you collected for that period, but then you get to subtract all the GST HST that you paid on business expenses. So you get a little bit of a break. Um, some people in order, because I do see this a lot, is that people spend all of that money that they brought in, just thinking that because that cash hit their bank, it's theirs to spend. But some people will actually set aside in a separate bank account their the GST, HST that they collected so that it's there when it's time to file and pay that return. And that's a really great idea. It's one um, I hadn't really thought about, but now that you're saying that, I think it's a really great idea just to set that aside. I know for us, you know, we had set up, when we started our business, it automatically, I must have clicked something. So it set it up that I was collecting the HST right away. Um, but I know I often will say to Chris, you know, remember, that's not all ours. <laughs> you know, yeah. so having that, having that separate bank account, such a great idea because you could just at the end of the week shift your HST over there and then it's just sitting. So that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, kind of helps it can help people out a lot because yeah some people they just forget like that cash is coming in and they don't realize that they're just kind of the middleman collecting that money on behalf of the government 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Shannon, I want to thank you so, so much for joining us this morning. To me, it was so important to have you as one of the first guests in this series because of the fact that finances and business, they really are a partnership. They go along together, and, um, you know, it's so important that we understand how our finances are related to our business, not just in how much money we make, but actually all the ins and outs of our finances too. So thank you so much for joining us this morning and sharing all that insight. Now, if women are listening out there and they are in need of a wireless accountant, how can everybody reach you and what's your process for gaining? Um, Well, thanks for having me on, Sam, first of all. I really enjoyed it. And for anybody who wants to get in contact with me, you can send me an email at shannon at wirelessaccountant.ca, or you can visit my website and book an appointment right on the website. Um, it's wirelessaccountant.ca. Um, and yeah, you can just always just book an appointment with me. And I love chatting with new business owners out there. So if you're struggling at all in your finances, um, reach out. I have packages that range from someone who's just starting out and just kind of needs a little guidance to someone who wants the full-fledged service of me doing their bookkeeping and their taxes and everything. So, you know, it it never hurts just to talk about it, talk it through um, and see maybe what I could do for you. Wonderful. And thank you so much again for joining us. So for everyone listening, you know, we had Sarah Spencer on with us this morning talking about Vermont Chalky Paint and Got Clicks. We've just had the pleasure of talking to Shannon all about getting your finances in order and how to make your money really work for you, so making sense of it all. And coming up this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be joined by the lovely Dana Nicholson, and she's definitely a woman entrepreneur not to be missed. So thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can find me on Facebook at Grounded Roots Wellness, Inc. or my other page, Sam Black Psychic Medium. And you can find us online at www.groundedrootswellness.ca. I hope you're having a fabulous day. Get out there, take charge of the world, and make a difference. Bring your passions to life. We are sending you so much love and excitement for women in business. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.